This is Free Talk Live. A 4th of July, an Independence Day, a what for many Americans is a celebration of this wonderful country. I'm going to put a different spin on it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I don't feel like celebrating. It's uh, not that I don't enjoy this place on earth that I live, that my my family has grown up in, that I enjoy a number of things that a lot of people in other countries don't, but I'm going to call it and I'm going to say that what began is the greatest experiment in representative government on the face of the planet at that time, 250 years ago, ballpark, however long it's been. I'm going to I'm going to call it and say that the ideals and the vision that they had is gone. It is no more. And I'm going to say that the failure of this system began shortly after its inception. In studio tonight, it's myself. And the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And I'm Ian. All right. I wasn't. Ian is also playing tech support, something you can do in a free country. Um, but we're going to discuss uh, how free we are and whether it is proper to celebrate uh, what I consider a somber occasion. Hmm. Why do I consider it somber, you may ask? I, 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 I think that um, we have to look back through history. We have to look at where the world was in the 1770s. You know, in 1776, when we declared our independence, what was England? England was an empire unlike any empire this planet has ever seen. Unlike them in what way? In size, in scope, in power, the strongest navy, when navy strength really mattered for trade. Okay. Um, England stretched around the world they had their prisons now, that was australia at the time they had colonies in north america they had 13 colonies subject to british rule now to make well, i don't know plus, uh, plus canada plus canada which i believe might still be sort of yeah, they kind of broke loose from the empire a while ago. But Certainly. It, uh, it's been much more recently than we did. Yes, um, but you had the strongest government uh, on the planet at the time. You had a king, one man, who sat in a capital far, far away. Now... It's not that he was doing this alone. He did run things through Parliament. Parliament was a few hundred men who sat there in the Capitol with him. And they jointly made decisions. It was ultimately up to the king. But they made decisions about everyone's life everywhere across this this empire that stretched from the Atlantic to the Pacific, across whole continents. And the people in America felt that they could come up with a better way of doing this. They were not happy obeying the orders of someone thousands of miles away. And they were about, you know, how far is, uh, how far is London from here? I'm guessing 2,500, 3,000 miles? About 3,000 miles. 
So sort of like somebody in Alaska having to obey someone in Washington. Having to obey that one man, the king in England, the president in the United States, and parliament, uh, the three or 400 or 500 people that were representative of all the British subjects. Just like in our system, that these 435 people who sit in Congress and, excuse me, 535, who sit in Congress and in, in, in the House and the Senate are representative of the 320 million people in this country. What a joke. Those people aren't representing you. There's no way they could. It's impossible. Thank you, Ian. It is an impossibility for four or 500 people to represent you with any accuracy. Let me ask you, people on the right, those of you who are concerned with your natural right to self-defense, did you feel that you were being represented during Obama? Did you feel that that despite whatever you told your representative, if you ever got to see him, didn't the president just say, well, I've got a phone and I've got a pen. I'll just executive order this on its way through. I'll just do that. Did you feel represented then? People on the left, how represented have you felt on the immigration issue? Are your wishes being conveyed all the way to the top? Are they listening to you? Are you likely to see any meaningful change in immigration? And for those of you on the right, are you likely to see any meaningful change in immigration? I can go down every hot-button topic, and you are not being represented. You have no chance of representation because, again, by the numbers, 320 million of you, four or 500 of them. This is no different than what British citizens faced around the world in the 1770s. Now, 56 guys put their names on a piece of paper, and we talk about that today. It's the Declaration of Independence. It was a statement, and in that statement, Thomas Jefferson wrote that before we say what we're going to do, we should should certainly tell you why we're doing it. We're going to list our grievances. So there's no question about why we're pissed off. We want it to be very, very clear. We want it to be spelled out. And 56 men decided that they were going to sign on to this. And many of them lost their fortunes. Many of them lost their lives. They were willing to do that because the ability, the, the, the opportunity to be free was more important to them than all their lands and all their holdings. And, of course, they expected this thing to turn out in their favor. They expected to be able to get those things back. But they put it all on the line. And what has happened to that idea? This country has divided itself into left and right, progressive and conservative. Call it whatever you want. It's basically split right down the middle. We've got one side fighting the other and both sides losing out everywhere that counts. They have no chance of being represented. They have no opportunity to have a world that looks something like what they would like it to be. That is gone. 
that dream is gone. They can't even move within you know our landmass and go somewhere where it could you know like if if there were 13 colonies and if you didn't like the way virginia was running things let's say you had a bone to pick with oh i don't know let's call it slavery just throwing that one out there you don't like slavery maybe you moved to massachusetts maybe you moved to new hampshire because you didn't want to live with people who supported slavery you could do that now even if you could, hell, it would, it would be so much easier. Now we have cars and, and planes and trains and all sorts of ways that we could move if we chose. But the problem is, is that what we allowed to happen was what the founders feared most, a central government, one spot, that one king and his four or 500 toadies who will go along with what he says. And where does that leave you? Not free with no sense of liberty. 855-453. That's our phone number. And I want to hear from you. I've got a real problem with this day. And I shouldn't. I should be celebrating. I should be celebrating how free I am. And I'm sorry, folks. That's not the case. I want to hear from you. (laughs) He's on fire. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. It's, you don't have to apologize for being passionate. No, this day infuriates <laughs> me. And I want to hear from you, 855-453. And we're live, by the way. Fifty-five, four, fifty-three. That's free as in freedom. An odd word to be using today. Eight fifty-five, four, fifty-three. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. In studio, it's Chris, Rich, and Ian. And I know Rich, you you take a a little bit of an issue with the approach that I'm taking. That that this may not be a day worthy of celebration by citizens of what is the United States of America. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, July 4th or July 2nd, which is when the more, document was actually signed. Much more accurate. Um, is a uh, is a milestone to be celebrated, you know, just like if you were on your way to California, you might celebrate, oh, I've made it as far as Chicago. I celebrate making it past Donner's Pass. Okay, I don't know where that is. <laughs> That's where a bunch of people ate each other. So I would celebrate making it past Donner's Pass uh, with no one eating me. Yeah, well, it's good <laughs> not to be food. I know. Um, but the uh, but it certainly wasn't. I mean, it was a step in the right direction. It was step past. It was a step past the idea that one man could own everybody in the world, which is more or less. Uh, King George's position and uh, the colonists basically proved no if they're armed you can't control the whole world right um, so that was a step there was another step when uh, when slavery was eliminated here there's there that was has, another that's s- not today 
Rich, what are we celebrating today? That's that's my point. What we are celebrating, to me, which is a very beautiful and eloquent uh, piece of written work, uh, primarily offered by by Thomas Jefferson, that said, we're not going to take it. And I agree with you on that, that we will stand up, we will raise arms against those who wish to oppress us. And that is the rightful thing that people should do. You mm-hmm. should be raising up arms. My question is, Is why are we celebrating what what we've allowed to occur? And I, I don't mean uh, Rich Ian and I. We certainly didn't allow this to occur, but I'm talking about generations and generations. Well, don't worry. No one's celebrating that. I mean, everybody today just celebrates the 4th of July. They don't even talk about Independence Day. I mean, this has been sort of the refrain on Free Talk Live over all the years on on this particular episode is that People have forgotten this holiday and what it even is. Like, it's just happy 4th is what people will say to you. Nobody says, almost no one, maybe with the exception of the people in this room, we'll say independence. and some of our listeners will yeah. actually say happy Independence Day. How That's many true. times have you heard it in the last 24, 48 hours? I know some uh, some more patriotic types, and yeah. they have said They that. did? Okay. Yeah. But there are also ones that are uh, mm-hmm. eager and willing to uh, go boogaloo on the on this whole situation so far uh just now what's about no one i've uh, seen this on the internet the last couple of days yeah uh boogaloo it seems to be trending at least uh, in things like uh in uh, uh urban dictionary and things like that boogaloo mm-hmm. is the idea uh that uh when it's time to boogaloo it's time to raise up and arm up against your oppressive government Okay, so this isn't so the, the character from the uh, Rescue Rangers. <laughs> you first, as they say. Yeah, uh, that's exactly it. Now, in 1776, these guys signed up, and they said, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, we're, we'll go back to our states, and we'll try to raise armies. Um, because, face it, that king, um, he, he's telling us all kinds of crazy things. He's telling us, get this, get this. And they did this. Uh, they did this right down here in Boston. We're broadcasting from New Hampshire. It's not that far away. They had the audacity to tax imports. Tea. This was a very popular drink at the time. Mm. They were going to tax imports. Your tea was going to be taxed. Now, before you sit here and tell me, well, of course, I mean, you can't just tax imports. What the hell do you think a tariff is? Same thing, yeah. It's the same. Trump has decided to tax your washing machines. (laughs) Trump has decided to tax your cars through uh, tariffs on steel and aluminum. Well, they already had tariffs on a lot of that stuff. Of course they do. But he's going to go way beyond that. He's going to jack it up on, on all sorts of things. Don't believe for a second that this gets paid by the China, the Chinese government doesn't write a check to the United States. I've never got one. This is simply raising the cost of goods. And if your government does that to you, arbitrarily raises the cost of goods to you, that's what I call a tax. Hmm. Well, the uh, the nice thing about the tariffs, I mean, Trump has done some amazing things. He's He's gotten a refund from a prostitute. He's gotten sanctuary cities to complain about illegal aliens um, by threatening to bus them there. Uh, (laughs) The 
what's going to happen with the trade war gambit? I don't know. I I think I know what he's attempting to do, and uh, if what's he attempting if, to do? I think what he's attempting to do is see the Chinese have had tariffs on us all along, um, so it's always been a lopsided uh, arrangement. Trump Trump wanted those tariffs. Uh, Quit trading with the Chinese. Simple. Nobody wants to do well, it because, God forbid, they'd have to give up their free stuff. That's but hey, not really a decision that they can make. But the point is that Trump brought these tariffs in an, in an effort to convince the Chinese to drop theirs. And he has said that he would drop tariffs against any country that dropped tariffs against us. So we have so, a king. Huh? We have a king. Well, we have a president who Congress passed a bill allowing him to do that, and now he does that. We're just basically saying— I'm not a plant. I'm not a fan, but it is what it is. People on the left and the right, they all say, well, if Trump does this, if Trump does that, what's the difference between that and saying, well, if King George says this and King George says that, what's the difference? They had an election. Don't you see how different that is? It's well, an election. You are I'm, allowed to check a box. You can. And I am telling you that when has checking that box ever changed the direction of things for you? It when hasn't. has it ever really mattered? That's the problem. Representative it's, government at the scale of 535 people mm-hmm. to well, 320 million, not, it's not representative. This is not an entirely unexpected condition. I mean, Jefferson said we were we needed to have a uh, revolution every generation. Um, and the problem is, not, uh, you know, the problem is we have not been continuing to advance liberty. And that's what needs um, what needs to be done. But in order for that to happen, the people have to want it. We gave and up on the idea concerted, of advancing liberty meaningfully I, at the at the national level uh, around 1800 do you have a mouse in your pocket because i didn't give up on that <laughs> i know you didn't i know ian didn't and i know i haven't but i have given up on this system 855 right. 450 free you that tell like me progress. you tell me why i'm wrong you tell me why i should be celebrating a day that we have failed 855 450 free this is free talk live I'm crazy about My Magic Mud. This is the most important oral care product created this millennium, and I'm not kidding. We all have different opinions on politics and issues, but we all have mouths. And I want yours to be as clean as possible, with teeth as bright as they were meant to be. I will never be without My Magic Mud. It's a little surprising, but man, does it work. If you only listen to one thing I say ever, go to MyMagicMud.com and get 20% off with code FTL. MyMagicMud.com, code FTL. Eight fifty five, four fifty three. That's free as in freedom. What a what better thing could I say on this very special Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live? But I am going to tell you first about local.bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com has launched a traditional platform for localbitcoin.com, allowing you to buy and sell Bitcoin Cash via dozens of payment methods. 
like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. We did one. We did one yesterday. This was, uh, was like my first ever real trade. I didn't know you were on there. I was looking around for, uh, I think it was like cash in persons or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I found I found Route 101. See, there you go. You could uh, you could have signed up, and I'll, I'll continue that offer. If people want to pay cash for Bitcoin Cash, that's fiat money. That is U.S. dollars. Uh, I'll accept them you in took my, my shop. Dirty, you took my dirty cash and gave me crypto. <laughs> I did, and I'll do that for you, too. There are no ID requirements to sign up and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted, finally. A global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. Yeah, it, it was pretty slick. Um, it, I, I got to say that any problems that occurred during the trade from my end were all due to me. Just it being your first time? Yeah, you mean? first time ever using it, and really first time ever uh, using an online service like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I never was never into uh, local bitcoins or stuff like that but uh, it was really really simple and once i got the hang of it then everything went through uh perfectly they just need more volume there needs to be more uh, you know advertisements on the site that are real because what happened was in their first month they kind of put the site up to where you could see it but you couldn't like list your ad even though you could create the ad and so as a result of that which didn't seem like a bad idea at the time but i think it probably was because it it ended up that the site launched with like a bunch of sort of I don't know, dead ads, if you will. These people who put their ads on the site the previous month and then just didn't come back. So that's one of the things they've been wrestling with is you know clearing out some of the old junk ads to make sure that the people that are actually going to service you will be seen. Making things free is frequently a bad idea. Imagine how little spam there would be if... Uh it cost a penny to spend it to send an email yeah well interestingly enough i mean a lot of the core technologies in crypto uh going back to proof of work and things like that had to do with stopping people's ability to send spam emails make it financially uh not worth it um, but that was some of the origins of uh, dr adam back and um, proof of work and distributed or Decentralized proof of work, which was uh, um, created by who's the other gentleman I'm thinking. I don't of? know, but That's you got me right. thinking about Satoshi Nakamoto, and I feel like we should get back to the king and all that stuff. But if we want to later on, there's I'd, some, I'd be some interesting news in the case with this Craig Wright guy, the guy claiming to be Satoshi Nakamoto. There's some very interesting news about that. Well, then yeah. I am going to go back. I'm going to go back to what you are supposed to be celebrating today. You mean Independence Day, not the 4th of July? I'm talking about Independence Day, and, and in particular, this document that is dated July 4th, 1776, but as Rich accurately pointed out, this was actually passed by Congress on July 2nd. Hmm. But the printed version that got put into the record had July 4th at the top, so hmm. that's what we think of. And that was the date it was first publicly read. Yeah, that may be true also. I... I do uh, remember seeing some quotes by some of the founding fathers saying, by God, July 2nd will be a date that we mm-hmm. remember for generations to come. <laughs> yeah. July 2nd. It's yeah, and well. it's ironic they didn't. Although I have to say that, you know, if I was going to sign up for uh, 
to go to war with the U.S. government. I'd probably take a day to uh, put, or two to put my affairs in order before I announced it. There you go. So what did it say? It said this. In Congress, now there was a Continental Congress of the United States, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separation and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind required that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. I like the uh, nature's and nature's God uh, line. It does point out that uh, he was a deist, not a Christian. And it also points out what they are talking about are natural laws. These are laws that are inherent to the human condition. These are not laws of man. You can call them, um, Mm. if if you happen to believe in a deity, that's fine. Mm. Call it God's will. Call it uh, what God has given you. Or if you're not, it's part of the human condition. But that was the point that we're not talking about. They Mm. were not talking about specific things that King George had made law. They're Mm. talking about things above that. Yeah, which comes in... uh which becomes important when you talk about whether constitutional protections apply to non-citizens. Well, of course they do, because all of these rights preceded the existence of the Constitution, and the Constitution can't change them. And moreover, it undertakes uh, to guarantee not to violate them. Absolutely. I'm going to continue here. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That's all men. That all are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. That's where they went wrong. Yeah, bad plan. That's where they screwed it up. But listen to what he says. It it is to secure these rights that shotguns should be instituted amongst (laughs) men. He also doesn't say that governments are instituted over men. Mm. If you want to create a government, if you feel that that's the right thing to do, and I disagree with it, that's okay. Governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. Man, I keep trying to tell them I don't consent, <laughs> and they just don't care. Yeah. And, and you know, the state constitutions also mention this stuff, uh, at least course. the ones that I've looked at. The one uh, certainly here in New Hampshire talks about uh, consent of the governed. It's mm. like something about good government is by consent. So clearly we don't have good government because they're definitely not by by consent. And they certainly haven't been in my lifetime and probably uh, you know, a couple generations prior to that at the very least, if not thousands of years. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. All right. Poof. And to institute, gone, I say. <laughs> and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizations, its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. 
And that also includes if a group of people decide that they don't want any government, that is absolutely expected of them. Happiness, prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable. Yeah, Chris, you know, this all sounds good, but isn't there like a baseball game coming up? I mean, I don't want to miss the football game. You know, Jay-Z's coming out with a new album. and Ian, shut the game hell up. Thrones. This is my show tonight. I'll have no more <laughs> of your... Bread and circuses. On, game of no Thrones. more of your on-target commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but I want somebody, even if they're accidentally hearing it, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to keep reading this damn Declaration of Independence, and you can tell me why we should be celebrating. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. talk live a very special independence day edition with myself chris i'm ian and nobody formerly known as rich paul and there is something i do want to tell you about and that is my magic mud this amazing tooth powder that's got everybody in this studio talking non-stop it is a black tooth powder made Chark made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. What does that do? It is clinically proven to whiten your teeth. Most health food stores, Sprout, CVS, Natural Grocers, and Walmart, uh, you can find it in the natural beauty aisle, all carry this product. I know that Mark raves about it. Ian, have you tried it? Yep, I've got it up in the bathroom here. I actually use their toothpaste. I prefer that just because the uh, the powder's a little messy, but the <laughs> toothpaste is messy too. So I will say that a black powder can be messy, and it's uh, uh, it helps if you read the instructions before yeah. you just throw it in your mouth. Uh, I'm also with... not a coffee drinker, so like Mark is, I think he says he drinks a pot of coffee every single day, and he said it made a huge difference for him. I have one of those before I get out of bed, um, but if he claims hmm. that that's a heavy coffee drinker, I'll, I'll believe him. Um, <laughs> so I, I have not been religious with my magic mud on this second try. The first time, it was noticeable. Uh, I tried this stuff after uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival years ago. I think it was the year that they first showed up there. Mm. And uh, my son and I both bought it. I had two jars of it, my son's and mine. He left to go back to his job, and I couldn't find mine, so I was very happy to get a hold of some. Um, But you can get a hold of some for 20% off by using coupon code FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. That's MyMagicMud.com, and show off those pearly whites. What the heck? We've been talking about the Declaration of Independence, uh, which some people claim was a brilliant, I think it's a brilliant oratory work. I think it is, mm-hmm. it nailed all the points. Mm-hmm. I also believe that it th- this grand experiment in representative government, unlike anything that the world had ever seen, has been an abject failure in this country. And uh, if you don't believe me, uh, those of you on the right, 
tell me about uh, how you feel about your gun rights being eroded every day. For well, what I few- will tell you is that, remember, this was a document that was a catalyst in our breaking away from the British Empire. Now, if you take a to look at... To give us a, a different empire. It, uh, well, uh, an if empire you take a Washington, look at... Cam- now, come on, let me let me speak. Oh, I am. I just had to get that out. We, we were breaking away from the British Empire. Now, to say that makes no difference means that we should have the same level of uh, freedom as England and Australia and Canada. But I'll tell you what, we've got a lot more freedom than England or Australia or Canada or Wales or Scotland or Ireland. Um, Northern Ireland is actually doing pretty well economically. So so you're saying it's um, the, the shiniest turd in the punch bowl. Uh, yeah, I'm saying it's in a lot of ways, it, uh, we are freer than we were 200 years ago. In a lot of ways, we're less free and people have taken economic freedom less, uh, seriously because we have had such amazing prosperity. Um, but you know, that's something that's going to swing around and, and these things do swing on, uh, on pendulums. Uh, those of you on the left, um, are you disappointed that your government doesn't seem to think uh, your ideas of uh, economics, you know, um, are, are things are feasible? Um, you want to do things mm-hmm. like provide universal health care. You want to provide um, the ability to put everybody through college for, for mm-hmm. no charge. You want to pay off anybody's debt. Yeah. Would you not? Are you ever going to see that? Is that ever going to happen? I'd say do it at the state level. Thank Let, you, How Rich. about federalism? How about if California funds whatever the hell they want to fund, but they leave the rest of us alone about it? Now, when and we Vermont go back- does the same, and all the other states do the same. And that's also how we can accommodate libertarian socialists and the National Libertarian Party just by taking a I'm not gonna federalist do. view of it. I, I'm. I'll talk about some people that are oppressed. Uh, the Green Party. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not going to get a foot fit, foothold anywhere. There's nowhere in the United States, uh, arguably California, but you're not going to see your agenda passed at a national level. Now that's the point, Rich. What mm-hmm. we have done is we sacrificed everything about what this document says and allowed big government. To become what we do. Well, why'd you do that? Well, Ian, I was not. Ha- I was not having a good day that day. <laughs> I didn't do that. But I'm saying, generation upon generation, have allowed this to occur. Now, why? Why am I railing against this? Every generation should have stood up against this stuff. They should not have allowed Washington to usurp every power that in the Constitution was granted to those very people or was granted to the states. Well, I think that they went wrong. Whenever this was, it was probably pretty early on, but whenever a government, whether state or federal governments, came up with some regulation for business people to follow or for homeowners or whoever it is, you know, whatever the first regulation was that people were like, yeah, okay, 
And then they just went ahead and jumped through the hoops. And then another regulation came and they jumped through the hoops. They could have stopped right there in the beginning and said, yeah. no, we're not going to do that. You don't own us. But uh, they you know, must have had some kind of respect for the system, which we see pretty common today, where people, even though they disagree with the direction mm-hmm. the system is gone or has gone, they still believe in it. They still believe that they can take it back. Like the uh, the Democrats after Trump's election, when I went down to uh, the Central Square, they had like an anti-Trump protest thing going on, and I was trying to pitch secession to these guys. Like, all right, well, maybe these these lefties will be more open to secession now that Trump is in. Right. And there were a couple that were, but there were also a few that were like, no, we must take back Washington. Just in the same way that the concern. So they, they still believe in it. They still believe it has the potential to be some sort of a beautiful thing, even though it is long and far away from whatever it was intended to be. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a date on this thing. I'm going to say that the, the, the American experiment died in 1803 with Marbury v. Madison. Can you recap what that was? Yeah, just at a very high level. Marbury was a, I I believe he was up for a promotion within the federal government. And Madison, the president at the time, refused to give him his promotion. And Uh, there was a squabble because it looked like the law said this, but the president said this. And and, and they sat there and they looked at each other and they said, well, who's going to decide this decision? I know. Look here, I got my handy pocket constitution, and it says right here that there is a Supreme Court, mm-hmm. and we should take this to the Supreme Court. And do you know what the Supreme Court said? They came up with this concept that is still bantied around today, and we all accept it as gospel, and that is the idea of judicial review. That when there is a question about constitutionality, well, then we should just I'm kick not, that over to that the came Supreme out of Marbury. Court. Not, I don't think that came out of Marbury versus Madison, because as I recall, Marbury versus Madison was about judicial appointments that had been passed by a previous administration or a previous Congress, and um, Madison was refusing to deliver these judicial appointments, which are the papers that they would need in order to start riding around their circuits and doing their thing. I hate to go to Wikipedia, but it's oftentimes the first thing. Marbury v. Madison was a U.S. Supreme Court case that established the principle of judicial review in the United States. So wow. it is this idea that well, whenever that there the is beginning. a squabble or, or a question of whether something is constitutional, well, let's just take it to the federal government's very own court, which gets to decide those mm. things. And what we did, and I keep saying we, you know what I mean. I they don't did. mean what me. They did. Those people did was said that whenever there is ever any question about the constitutionality of an action or a law, we'll just take it back to the federal government who, as it turns out, nine times out of ten, finds in favor of the federal government because they are part of the federal government. They get their paychecks from anybody, the The federal federal government, government. and they they are they can be the plaintiff, (laughs) the defense. It doesn't matter. They can rig it, and I I know not everyone agrees with me on this. A lot of people say that was a most important case because it spelled out American jurisprudence. I disagree. I think that's when the American experiment began to fall apart. But we're going to talk about that. Rich has some questions that he wants to get off his chest. 
And I want to defend my position. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's free is in freedom, 855-450-3733. Thank you for joining us on, well, joining me in mourning this colossal failure, which we called the American experiment, that that many of us uh, over the past several uh, past couple hundred years have have looked forward to a solution a a system of government that will be truly representative and my contention is it hasn't worked out well we're going to see what everybody thinks and myself is chris i'm ian and nobody dropping the formerly known as at this point you're you're pretty much famous by that so i guess you can yeah yeah I like Nobody it. does what he wants. Sometimes I put it, yeah. Nobody does what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's continue. Yes, uh, one thing I did want to tell you about is AnyPay. Hey, AnyPay is a way to accept cryptocurrencies in your business. I use it in my business, and it works great. Do you operate a small business and are looking for a solution? For point of sale cryptocurrency acceptance, it's never been easier thanks to AnyPay.Global. There's no paperwork or approval process to open an account. If you already have a tablet on your cash at your cash register, you're already almost done. Just sign up at AnyPay.Global, drop your personal crypto wallet addresses in the setup page, and load the app. That's it. You're now accepting cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Dash at your store they got a couple other things going on too they've uh, the ios app is now out there yeah that was i think december okay. and actually the uh, we um, probably should i should probably rewrite that copy because <laughs> now you don't even have to go to their website to start you can just download the app and start from inside the app it's pretty slick very cool so that makes it available on android ios um they also uh have map.edipay.global so you can find out uh, what local businesses are accepting cryptocurrencies close to you? Pretty cool site, and they have uh, they've they've been real good and real attentive to the uh, issues that do come up. And uh, I know Ian, you you report what you find. I try to report what I find. And I saw Derek J, uh, who's one of the two founders, giving support to somebody in Russian <laughs> today in their Telegram chat room. Oh, okay. Does he speak Russian? I don't know. I don't know if he was just using like Google Translate or whatever, but he was going for the effort to try to talk Russian to somebody, which was cool. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's good. You can find out more, again, at anypay.global. That's anypay.global. Um, we've, been talking, we've been talking about the Declaration of Independence, and its signing is traditionally supported, or ex- ex- 
excuse me, traditionally celebrated on the 4th of July, and we refer to that in the United States as our Independence Day. Um, no, they don't. They don't refer to it that to that. If you listen to uh, like news media, if you listen to people just kind of around town, like you know a cashier who wishes you a happy Fourth, or yeah. you know, if you listen to news media, if you listen to politicians, it's almost always you're probably it's probably ninety nine percent of the time people will say Happy Fourth of July or Happy Fourth. So, do you think that is because number one, we all forget our history? You know, I, I was I brought in another story which talked about how 75 percent of most Americans can't pass a basic basic citizenship test. Mm, I you believe know, it's that. Real, real basic questions. You know, how many branches of government are there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think it's that or do you think that people just don't feel independent anymore? I, I feel that I've lost any sense of freedom and independence I ever felt. Yeah, I don't know if it was a deliberate choice. You know, if uh, some Bilderbergers in some smoky back room decided, all right, from now on, put the notice out. We're sending it out to all the media. Don't call it Independence Day anymore. Because they don't. It's very strange. There's not like like a pocket of, you know, a few places that are consistent with calling it Independence Day. It just doesn't happen. Well, there's been a sustained effort to tear down everything about uh, the revolution, everything about the idea of secession. Um, so you think this was deliberate? Uh, yes, I, mm-hmm. I do think it was deliberate because they don't want to focus on the uh, on Independence Day being about the right to secede. Well, and let's talk about that, Rich, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm thinking. This Independence Day is we 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 need fifty states to secede. From the Union. And in that, what I'm saying is we need to do away with Washington. We need to do away with all this stuff that that popped up after we had a good start, but it quickly fell apart. And I'm and with you. you. Secession now. Yeah. And and what's what's mm-hmm. the matter with um you know the the state of Nevada being a, a completely independent and sovereign state who can trade freely with anybody else uh, around, you know, if they I choose think, or not. I think that's the right answer. I mean, I think some states would enter into alliances with each other or uh, or federations with each other, and that's fine. And if some states don't, that's fine with me, too. Well, the critics will say the feds will never let you go. And I, I say to that, boogaloo. Uh, yep. uh, that's what people need to do, and, and you need to... You, we celebrate. The critics a day. also used to say that uh, that the Soviet Union would never let its satellite sca- states escape, but they did. Yep, mm, right. Um, it's it's one of those things. You know, we celebrate a day when fifty six men put their put their signatures, put their John Hancock's in one case, literally. Not to on, mention their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honors. Thank you. And many of those suffered losses of all of those things um, because they were willing to do that. And you had, they did that against the strongest military on the planet at the time. Yeah. And a lot of them also were left with crushing financial burdens. Certainly. And that brings to mind some inner some really fascinating things that I that I learned today about Jefferson and his slaves. Apparently Jefferson's slaves were actually inherited from his wife's family. 
And because Jefferson was deeply in debt, partially from helping finance the war effort, he could not free his slaves or his his wife's family's slaves that they, he had inherited too free? because he was bankrupt. And so if he was to separate from them, he would have had to render them to his creditors I believe to that. be liquidated. And that apparently is why, although he was an opponent of slavery, he, he never them. freed his slaves. It was because he legally couldn't. I'll have to research that more. Um, I've, I've been to Monticello a few times. Um, it's, uh, to me as a, as a former Republican, you know, mm-hmm. as a former, I'm going to go in as far as saying a former neocon, but I still respected the ideas of Liberty. I just was going about them in a, uh, completely wrong manner. Well, I know um, how that goes. I'm a former socialist. The yeah. only thing, uh, I mean, I would, I would call myself a libertarian socialist, but the, the only thing that, that whatever that is. showed that i would eventually be a be a libertarian was i was on the right side of gun rights so i knew who should hold the power there you go <laughs> we're gonna go to the phones where we've got john calling in from san antonio john you're on free talk live what's on your mind uh hello can you hear me yep i can hey what's up uh i wanted to call in to just to add a little bit to the discussion you are having Certainly. about uh uh, I think, yeah, one of the reasons why, I'm like, I noticed they're saying happy fourth now is because they are trying to make people forget. But I, I think people forget the fact that we're not, we never even um, became independent, you know, from England. It was just all part of the plan, the colonialization process. Is I this, caught it before. Is once. this the conspiracy theory that uh, Great Britain is still in charge that you're bringing up? Um, the B dot. I wouldn't, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't, well, I don't know, I wouldn't. I feel like when when you try to, to what's it called, like pin one person down, they always it's an, it's more of a I don't think it's one person. It's more of a, a overall like it's people who want to stay in power. It's not it's not just one race or one country. It's everybody. It's, you said it before, human nature. You were saying it. I hear you, people John. Are, I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to bring you back if that's okay, because uh, I want to hear more about this. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. He just dropped. Oh, I oh, guess bummer. we don't. 8.55. This is Free Talk Live. 8.55, free That's free as in freedom. 855-450-3733. That's our toll-free number. I want to talk to you. And the question I have is, are we truly celebrating Independence Day? But when a, and I quote Thomas Jefferson here, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuant invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government. Did you hear that? Thomas Jefferson is talking to you. He is saying, when a long train of abuses and usurpations, you've made your government know that you're not happy, then it's time to step up. It's time to put 
your lives on the line. Well, what are you now, proposing? if you don't want to, fine. Quit complaining about it. Well, they can vote. Does nothing. Well, it makes it feel like something's happening. It does. It does nothing. You can't vote for people in a country with 320 million people where you get to vote on a half dozen, maybe, uh, in, in your area that are, are going to represent you, uh, international government that has grown so bloated, so disgustingly fat with pork, there's no hope. You can't reverse this. It's done. Put a fork in it. I'm sorry if that's not what you wanted to hear on Independence Day, but it's the truth. If you're left, right, you're getting screwed. Mm. I hate to be the one to break it to you. You may want to go out and buy your made-in-China American flag at Walmart and fly (laughs) it proudly on your house to demonstrate what a dupe you are. Mm. Feel free. But I'm not going to be that guy. And I hope... I hope, and this is me speaking honestly, I hope you wake up. I hope you see that this is like a bad science fiction movie. How badly we have blindly, we have just become numb to these grand usurpations by our federal government that we just take it. We know that in four years, my guy's going to get back in there and then everything will be right with the world. And or if not, maybe four years after that, everything will be right with the world. You're well, wrong. Neither, neither left nor right moves toward liberty. No, they every don't. time they get in, they move away from liberty, um, <laughs> in a different, in a slightly different direction. I'm reminded of a quote that we uh, talked about. I don't know. It must be like 13 years ago. It seems like a long time. It was during the Bush administration when the Republicans were completely in in control. Right. Which was, you know, there was a few years there where the Republicans had total total control of the presidency. presidency. And I remember there was a guy, his name I think was Trent Lott, uh, some Republican cat. Chairman, uh, he was the Senate Majority Leader. He was some kind of big thing. Anyway, he said, he actually said that they had cut government to the bone. To the bone. That was the term that he used. <laughs> wow. You'll hear that same term out of some congressman today. As the government continued to expand and expand and expand under Bush, under Obama, under Trump, under all of these these presidents, this guy had the gall to actually claim they'd sliced it back to the bone. They couldn't cut it any further. <laughs> your, your federal government does so many things. It claims as powers that are not amongst the enumerated powers that are listed in the Constitution. Mm, The way the Constitution was written was to enumerate those few things delegated to a federal government. Now it's a massive behemoth that uh, has tentacles into every aspect of people's lives. Do you want to read Article 1, Section uh, 8 or 9, where it enumerates the powers of Congress? That's, uh, That's always an interesting thing to read because they're so specific. Yes. And they're so small. Yeah. Uh, But what we have, and I'm going to go back to the date I called out, 1803, Marbury v. Madison, when you allow the federal government to decide whether the federal government should be in charge of this or that, whether it's how much wheat a man can grow on his own property without affecting interstate commerce, go ahead and laugh at me. That was a surprise court decision that See, was uh i'd say where Whitburn. they went wrong is when they decided to institute a government yep i agree 
I mean, we can micromanage what went wrong, what went wrong. But the bottom line is every time there's a government, the same things go wrong. And, and they if will. you read the uh, the the actual train of uh, of usurpations, as as uh, Jefferson puts it, um, it enumerates conditions that sound a lot like today. Uh, he has sent swarms of officers to eat out our subsist- sustenance. Um, is one that that has always uh, that has always uh, resonated me. He has protected his troops against uh, prosecution for the murders that they've committed. That's very much a paraphrase, right? Um, but uh, he has uh, transported our citizens to be tried for pretended offenses. You know, these are all things that are still happening. The, the whole drug war on drugs is pretended offenses. Mm-hmm. How about this one? He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices. Well, yeah, you get appointed for life in a sense. Here one you- guy, one guy can decide whether you get to serve until you die or mm. whether you're out. That happens here in New Hampshire. Of course. Governor appoints judges here. He has erected a multitude of new offices. <gasps> Like the Department of Education, perhaps. Mm. Like the Department of Energy, perhaps. You can go, the list DEA, goes on and on. FBI, NSA, CIA, the whole alphabet soup. And the Department you, of Education, the Department of Agriculture. And you are telling me that you support this. These are the same things. No one in this studio. Wait, wait, who I said, I, who, said who supported that? Bear with me. I'm going to use the we repeatedly, and I'm I'm talking to every American citizen. You're talking about the. You're saying okay. you, the listener. You're you're addressing those who believe that this system is still together and functioning. Thank you, Ian. Are they proper. listening to our show? Uh, we're on talk radio. <laughs> we don't know who's listening. I I don't know if they've turned off the radio in disgust because you know we're calling out the truth. It's uncomfortable mm. when people say things that are true. When you call yeah. for another government program. You are saying we support one of the things that we went to war with England over because we didn't want that to happen. You are being unpatriotic. Hmm. You are you are are But we need a universal basic income, Chris. The machines are going to take our jobs. Oh, yes. They will yeah, and then see, that I It doesn't really work in the presence of homesteading because if the machines take your jobs, <laughs> go get some land and grow some food. You'll be fine, bro. People will trade any you right? know, if people are Anything producing uh manufactured goods that cheaply, then they'll trade a lot of them for your organic tomatoes. We're sorry, or you can't take this land. We have a significant governmental interest in continuing the Bureau of Land Management. Well, there there may be uh desert tortoises there and we cannot allow any development or any I've grazing got a great on recipe this land. for desert tortoise soup. <laughs> Sounds good. Now you're making me hungry. Is it fifty five, four fifty free. Desert tortoise or dessert tortoise? Depends well, on either how way, it depends you on your mood. <laughs> What do you think? Are you tired of me picking on your precious Declaration of Independence when I call them out? 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. Help me take Bitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at helpmetakebitcoin.com 
bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. We're here on a Independence Day. I'm mourning it. Some people uh, like to celebrate it. I think it went wrong, tragically wrong. And what we have today in no way envisions, it nowhere meets the vision of what our founding fathers, as people so luxuriously like to refer to them as, uh, had in mind. They did not picture a king who sat in Washington, D.C. Now we call him the president. He did not uh, see a uh, uh, House of Parliament that was going to be subject to his whims. and We call that our our Congress. Uh, Call it what it is. There is no more representation today than there was before, which is why I think secession is the only way out of this mess by all 50 states. We can govern much better locally than we can trying to representatively govern 320 million people. Do you feel that you are represented or do you feel that Trump has done something that you found reprehensible and you got nowhere to turn or your congressman has or or. Or Obama did. It doesn't matter if you're right or left. If you support the idea of liberty as is described and put into very clear words in the Declaration of Independence, then do something about it. Demand your representatives at the local level take the necessary step. And that's to say Washington has overstepped its bounds. Well, you remember there was, after uh, Obama's election in 2012, there was a website that the White House, I guess, uh, sponsored that allowed people to like put a petition yeah. up on the official government website and uh, and get a response. Was The idea is if you could get over 100,000, I think it was, signatures on the petition that they would respond. There'd to, be a response from the White House on this. Petition. We're looking at, we're listening. Yeah, and they did get over 100,000 uh, petition signatures on the petition for Texas to secede from the United States. And the response, if I recall correctly, I'm paraphrasing, was basically, yeah, that was settled by the Civil War. You're not going anywhere. War does not determine who is right. War determines who is left. Right. And war determines who gets to write the history afterwards. Uh, What I'm saying is it's not that, uh, oh, I was listening to Free Talk Live, and they got this this host on there called Chris Reitman, and he was saying secession's a good thing. So he must support slavery. He must support the South. He must support this or that. You know what I support? I support liberty, and I don't support a bloated, failed government in Washington telling me which way the wind blows. It's it's BS, and you shouldn't put up with it either. Unfortunately, shy of your state leaving this compact, and that's what it was, folks. It wasn't some legal thing as defined in the Constitution. The Constitution was created by the states. The federal government was created by the states. Are you telling me that if I bake a cake, I can't uh, throw the cake away? Well, this is one cake that went horribly wrong when you baked it, and you need to throw this thing away. You need to throw the federal government 
into the trash heap of history so future generations can look back and say, you know what? That's how you deal with tyrants. But wait a minute, Chris. They say that you need to have a federal government because it helps the states get along better. It helps the states trade with one another. I mean, don't we need to have a federal government? No. <laughs> let but me, what about let me states think about that, that disagree and like have put up trade barriers and you then, know this- then you are going to work out let those em. problems or you're going to suffer and if some state and i was thinking about this on the way into the studio i'm like okay i'm just thinking about universal um you know a universal living you know uh paying off your college these sound like great california ideas universal I think, living you mean universal basic income thank you. okay gotcha i'm just a, wound up a paycheck again. from the government basically for everybody for doing nothing yeah. i think if california wants to be one of those incubators you want to try it at the state level that's fine don't ask for my money here in new hampshire but you should be free to do that and your voters mm. should be free to support that through their taxes and if it fails miserably then what's going to happen is you're going to accelerate the emigration from California. People will vote with their feet. And if you start passing a bunch of stuff, then you're going to end up with an empty state. That's okay. Or an empty state with Hollywood. And you'll have that still. Um, but maybe people in the rest of the country will still you know, go out and see your movies. So you'll have some <laughs> source of income. Um, but that's it. If you do, you are free at, at whatever level, other than one that imposes your will on me, you are free to try whatever cockamamie idea you want to come up with. And, and there are some other forms of secession that would probably be useful, um, if nothing else, in increasing the variety of the options that we have. For example, there's a proposal that California break up into uh, three different states. Good point, uh, There have been proposals of breaking up Texas. New York um, has one on the table for five New Yorks. Uh, yep. The other possibility is there are a number of, of urban areas that where the city services are so pre- comprehensive that it really makes sense for them to be city-states because the interests of New York City do not coincide with those of New York State, and the interests of uh, Chicago do not coincide with those of Illinois. And the interests of Detroit don't co- coincide with those of Michigan. Mm-hmm. So certainly, um, so you know, I think I think that could be an improvement. What the problem is is people are stuck on this 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 thing we were handed out in grade school that showed all fifty states and named the fifty states and here's where they're all at and here's where their capitals are. And you people took those handouts and you you put the weight of God behind them. There is no God that tells us how to organize ourselves. There is a God, I believe there's a God, that tells me to live my life the way I feel I should live my life. Mm. I don't believe there's a God that tells you that you have dominion over me. And that's the difference. We have to realize that people in California have every right to do stupid stuff, and as I do here in New Hampshire, to hopefully do the right thing. And if I screw up, you know, I, I pay the consequences. You know, Chris, we all live in society, and if you live in society, that means that you agree. You've got you've signed a social contract by virtue of the fact that you're sucking air here in this plot of land. And Could so you, you present a notarized copy of that? Doesn't matter. It's social. You signed it. That's what they Where all say. It? So you sign this contract. That means you're in society. If you don't like it, it, why don't say? you just leave? 
I I don't feel I should be the one who has to leave if you're telling me uh, rules from 1,000 miles away, from 2,000 miles away, from 3,000 miles away. Or better yet, if you just feel that this power granted to you by the original states meant unlimited power. You're wrong. You are wrong. Every agency in every agency in the federal government uh, would be tenuous at best to demonstrate how they have a constitutional power to do anything, anything at all, mm. other than arguably maybe the treasury because there's a right that they have the power to mint coin. Mm. You know, uh, you you could say I think the Department of Interior may be mentioned there, and Defense certainly is. Postal Service, but. Patent yes, office, Rose, unfortunately, yes, patent. but that one could be cut out. Right. Um, but but how about Washington stands up on its own? How about you, just federal government, how about we flip it around? It's just you guys. You can try to impose your will on us, and we'll decide whether we want to follow you or not. That's what secession would be. Uh, and well, if, yeah, people if enough people s- stopped, then there's nothing they can do. Exactly. It, it doesn't have to be a shooting war. It could just be people saying, okay, well, we're no longer going to acknowledge you, government right. people, you federal government people. We're no longer going to send you money. We're no longer going to obey your regulations. We're just going to opt out. And what are you going to do about it? Tell me, what are you going to do about it? You're not going to do a damn thing because the power truly resides in the states and with the citizens therein. And I hate to break it to you, but we could take you in a fight. 855 450 free. Am I completely wrong? Do I think that um, we should go boogaloo? 855 450. Yeah. This is We Talk Live. 855 450 free. That's free as in freedom here on this Independence Day version of Free Talk Live. And I want to give a little shout out, not that we do shouts out, but I want to say hey to Muse fan. Muse is a gold amplifier. What is an amplifier? An amplifier is somebody who takes part in Free Talk Live's AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And that's what we do with the monies that come in through the AMP program. It allows us to get on more radio stations and to get the message of liberty out there to more folks. And again, uh, as a gold amplifier, he's pledged 10 bucks a, a month, which is pretty cool. And I really appreciate it. Uh, I love it when we announce new stations because that's new ears, new listeners that have never heard what we do here. And uh, it's another another opportunity to spread the message of liberty, and we think that's an important thing. You can find out more at amp.freetalklive.com and uh, maybe take part in the program you, yourself. In studio, it's myself, Chris. Hey, I'm Ian. And nobody. And we've been talking all things independence, but... And secession. We'll get into this later, uh, what you just pointed at, but... Uh, secession is what you said the answer was here, Chris. And I got to say, I'm happy to hear you say that. How long have you been a secessionist? <laughs> I think, uh, I think really since I became more libertarian in my values, it's, it's nothing I've ever opposed. I've always felt that every state 
if you came together and you created a sub-organization, let's just call it the federal government for lack of a better term, and that thing had worn out its welcome and we all agreed that it was a bad thing, then any state should have always had the opportunity to say, you know what, we're not interested. Um, this deal didn't really work out for us, so we're How just going to leave. How did they leave that out? How, how did they, <laughs> when you come into an agreement, you know, with somebody, whether it's for business or marriage or whatever we're talking about, there's usually some sort of an exit clause. There's usually some kind of, okay, if this isn't working, you can pay this penalty and go or whatever. Because yeah. every state at the time, at the time, recognized that they could leave at any time. It wasn't they, they just it thought it was an inherent uh, part of the deal. Yes. Well, if, the, if we created something, how could we not leave it if we wanted to? The interesting thing is, if you read the Articles of Confederation, at the very beginning of the articles, it says that this is uh, that they are creating a permanent union of the states. The Constitution has no such language. No. No, they, um, that was one of the issues they had with the Articles of Confederation. The Articles of Confederation, if you've not heard it or you can't uh, pass your citizenship test, that was a form of government that predates the U.S. Constitution. Well, I think it would it was be— was a first attempt. You know, it would be one of those things where somebody ought to try it. It's never really been done, right? Like, there's never been a state government since the creation of the United States that has said, okay, see ya. Oh, there were a bunch of southern states. Well, there was that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. you know, like— Without firing a shot against the other side, that kind of thing. Exactly. You know? And the, the South recognized that what they were doing was likely to be met with an armed response because but of the— But the South e- also foolishly fired first on Fort Sumter, and I really Unless wonder if things flag. hadn't work it, worked out different—if things wouldn't have worked out differently if they had not made that mistake. Well, mm. and the other thing was is you had a very different world in— uh, 1861. It was a world where you had the majority of the country's um, uh, agriculture in one part of the country, and you had the majority of the manufacturing in another part. And both of them felt that they, you know, they were leading the horse. Um, but in reality, they needed to cooperate. And you had both of them trying to play shenanigans in where Washington D.C. They were trying to come up with things that they could do to stymie the other groups so they wouldn't get too powerful. This should have been an indication that things really were not working out when you had states unable to leave. Now, that is not an endorsement. I can hear you out there. I can hear you. This guy on Free Talk Live was talking about how great the South was and and how he thinks slavery should be brought back. I said nothing of the sort. I would never say any of the thing of the sort. But what I will say is that every state, according to your Constitution, has the majority of powers that are listed in the Constitution. Very few things are delegated to a federal government. Today, in reality, it's like 99% of the power is delegated to the federal government and whatever scraps you can fight your way through our court system that we run— And claim that are ours, um, then you can you can maybe keep that, or maybe a portion of it. Maybe I'll just ban your bump stocks. You can still keep the gun for now. Well, I don't really like silencers either. Um, <laughs> this is the kind of crap. Um, 
you you have done been done a disservice by previous generations and you are continuing to do a disservice by allowing Washington to, to stand. Get yeah. out. Yeah, it can't happen soon enough, honestly, and it's just a, it's disappointing how uninterested many people seem in this although i will i will say this um i didn't do it this year but on previous years most years previous years i have gone down to the uh, they've got like a baseball game kind of like a fourth of july baseball game here in town yeah um it usually happens on july 3rd but it's you know, supposedly so celebrating the fourth or independence day or whatever i'm sure they just say the fourth the fourth uh and so what we've done is we've stood outside of that game and as people are going in so you know an hour before it starts uh we're out there with new hampshire independence flyers there is an organization called the foundation for new hampshire independence and they have some flyers um and they're very persuasive they don't use the s word they don't use the word Secession. secession god forbid uh, because that sort of comes with it, some sort of preconceived notions of violence. And slavery. Um, and Yeah, slavery. Uh, but also, you know, they use the term New Hampshire's independence, that New Hampshire should be independent from the federal government. And what are the benefits of that? And it's it's true for all the, the different states. There's many benefits to First come from. First benefit is we don't have to pay for their damn wars. There's well, a good one. There's a fun little historical fact too. Or anything of theirs. How about if if what if New Hampshire left first? Mm, My just God, like it did back in the day. Just like it did in 1774, 76. The first state that wrote its own constitution and declared themselves sovereign was the state of New Hampshire, where we broadcast this radio show from. Wasn't Time it the again. Republic of New Hampshire then? I don't know what they named themselves, but I know they were the first ones with a constitution that wasn't, uh, did not see or sanction the British government. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good that's thing. That's what I heard. But anyway, I, I agree with you, Ian. I, I think that is a, a great, that's great outreach. Yeah. Well, let me also say this about um, the other times that I have given these flyers out. I've also given them out at like the county fair a few years back before they banned me. Um, I gave out so there was like you know one day we'd run we were doing I think like Bitcoin outreach or we had some sort of oh no maybe it was Shire Society anyway we were getting people to, to sign the Shire Society declaration and uh, which is like a personal declaration of independence you can go and see it over at shiresociety.com uh, but also had these independence flyers for for New Hampshire and was handing a bunch of them out during like. Uh, large, uh, you know, there was a time when a lot of people passed by the table, so I was able to hand out probably hundreds of these flyers. People were going to like the demolition derby or whatever, so handed out those flyers. And of those people that that took the time to kind of look at it, because many of them are in a rush, you don't have a chance to really get any kind of reaction from them. They're not they're not looking; they're just walking by and grabbing something out of your hand. But of those who kind of looked down and took a moment to read a little bit of the flyer, a big smile spread across their face. Nice. And and the the reactions that I've seen now you may get a different reaction in California or Florida or New York or wherever but it, but at least here in the Shire here in New Hampshire uh, it seems like the native population is to some extent primed for this they love New Hampshire now I'm sure there's still some flag wavers out there there's no doubt about it those people exist um, but the the responses I got were positive nobody crumbled up the flyer and threw it back at me. Uh, nobody, you know, came at me with some sort of nastiness as a result of it. 
the Northeast will rise again. <laughs> At least New Hampshire well, might. No, I suspect that's going to be the case in a lot of states. I don't know. I think the number of states that are, you know, say 75, 80, 90 percent in favor of continuation of this grand experiment is probably dropping every day. I think everyone is getting more irate with Washington, mm. and I say it's time to end it. What do you think? Call me, 855-450-FREE, and we'll talk about it. I want to hear from you. This is not the Chris Show. This is the You Show. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Would you like to hang out with Penn Jillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a big tent approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Now, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry. But I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount. is Free Talk Live. Thank you for joining us for hour three of our very special Independence Day program. Isn't that special? That's exactly (laughs) my thoughts when I hear people say, well, if we just elect the right people, isn't that special? Isn't that special that you still believe that you are going to vote liberty back into your life? You're not. You're going to face more usurpations of your liberty from your federal government. And I am advocating that we leave the federal government. That requires states to secede. Just leave. And it also requires voting. I mean, if the state government is to vote to secede, then you're going to have to have your people in the state government. The big difference is going to be it's going to be much more representative of the people of a given state. Now, I'll take it Mm -hmm. a step further. And if you have seceded from the United States, congratulations. I applaud you. But then if your state goes through a similar thing and says, you know what? We can really govern ourselves better at the county level. Way to go. That's even better. If you feel that government should only be appropriate at a town level, then by all means. What about the individual level? That's where I'm headed, Ian. That's where I'm (laughs) headed. If we believe in defending the rights of the minority, there is no greater minority than the individual. And that's where sovereignty lies. It's going to be a lot easier to achieve that at, say, the town level than the federal level. And if you believe that you are just all you need is one more election cycle to get the right people in Washington, 
to just repeal all the stuff that they have done, all the all the powers that they have usurped. If you believe that, well, aren't you special? Aren't <laughs> you special? Here's a couple lines. We've been talking about the Declaration of Independence. Uh, among the grievances for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world. In other words, we should be free to trade with any country anywhere in the world. Even Iran? Even North Iran. Korea? Absolutely. Cuba? Here's another one. Get this one. He they they were upset that quote for imposing taxes on us without your consent. Is there such a thing as a consensual tax? For imposing taxes on us without our consent. I, I could see that. I could see that if you fell in and you believe that, you know, some level of state government required some things to be done and it just wasn't likely to be done voluntarily and you wanted to vote on a tax, feel free. And maybe it's so low that it's Well, if it was done relevant. by consent, then that's a contract. I mean, if, you've, if there's Good consent point. involved, then the taxes would have been laid out. That would have been what you looked at and said, hmm, okay, this seems reasonable. I'm willing to pay this in return for having the roads built or whatever. And you'd put My your roads. signature on it and you'd cut your check and you'd enter into a contract with whatever that organization would be. If they wanted to call it taxes, okay. Uh, but that has not yet existed from, to my knowledge. Well, and if you at the federal level, of course, if you don't pay your taxes, you are going to be subjected to... You mean to their taxes. Their taxes. You're going to be subjected to all sorts of things. Probably without the benefit of a jury trial. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. That was one of the one of the grievances that is written in the Declaration of Independence for depriving us, in many cases, of the benefit of trial by jury. Well, you'll Can get you... a jury trial. I remember that guy. Uh, was it Jose Padilla or Padilla? Uh, remember, he got convicted by a jury that wore all red, white, and blue on like they did color coordination of what they wore into the courtroom. On the day that uh, they br- they read his conviction, and that was a jury trial. Well, at least he got uh, something in that case. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, when the EPA decides that the water, that swampy part of your land, mm. is actually a wetland, and you can't plant anything there or build a house because of f- some Fed in Washington believes he has the power, you're not going to get benefit of trial by jury. No. No matter what the Constitution says, that's just administrative stuff. That's just stuff that we granted ourselves. Actually, hey, check it out. We had the Supreme Court take a look at it, and they ruled in our favor. So there, I guess you should have no questions. Just suck it up. Well, I'd like to see the trial by jury available for every uh, charge. Like here in New Hampshire, for instance. Yeah, you cannot get a trial by a jury for a violation. And you cannot get a trial by a jury for what they call a Class B misdemeanor. So their excuse is, well, you don't need a jury because there's no jail that's uh, on the table for a violation Hmm. or a Class B misdemeanor. So therefore, ah, you don't need that trial by jury. But you're still at risk of your property. And according Mm -hmm. to the Constitution, if the amount in controversy is greater than $20, it should be settled by a jury. It should be. We're going to go to the phones where we've got Robert calling in from Vermont. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Okay, so uh, on the first segment of the hour, Free Talk Live, you guys talked about the tariffs mm. and you know the effects it'll have on you know uh, uh, goods and services. Good. Uh, 
But what I have not heard is uh, if it, you know, what kind of effect it'll have on like the housing market or property or land or something like that. Well, unless you're I mean, importing your land States, from China, it shouldn't have any effect. No, but we've got a series of tariffs on lumber products that may still be in effect with Canada. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. has certainly affected people's ability to build houses for a affordable price and that was one of the first mm-hmm. thing trump's trump did it raised the price of paper too i think for like printing newspapers and such very likely yeah. i i do remember specifically the you know the first trade war before china was all the talk was with canada how can you get angry with a canadian i don't know if that's <laughs> blame even canada blame canada it isn't even a real country anyway <laughs> <laughs> It's, well, as long as they'll leave my cannabis alone, you know, I'm okay with it. But I, I still think that taxation is theft. I agree with you completely, Robert. Thank you it's so much true. for the call. Um, and they're they're not going to leave your cannabis alone. Um, they are going to tax it uh, if they get their hands on it. Of course, right now the federal government just says you're in violation of federal law. So I don't care what the states say. Um Look, it's on our books as it's against the law because we scheduled Schedule it. Schedule one, no Schedule medicinal one. use. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you're interested in selling, celebrating Independence Day by reading the Constitution, that would be a great idea. And I challenge you to find the place in the Constitution that authorizes the war on drugs. Good answer. Uh, some something, something general welfare clause. Something, something. Yeah, you see, there's two places <laughs> where general welfare are mentioned. The first is in the uh, preamble, and it talks about the intent of the document. The f- the second is in Article 1, Section 8, where it talks about the uh, powers of Congress. And again, it's in a preamble to a list of powers. So it's talking about what they intend to accomplish it's certainly not talking about welfare in the modern sense because they never called it welfare back in the day the reason they invented the word welfare was to make this sound like it was constitutionally approved but it was not (laughs) even if it wasn't uh we're going to go to the phones where we've got yonder calling in from georgia yonder you're on free talk live hello hello yes hi well, I wanted to talk about free speech and censorship. I'm kind of a younger viewer, if I had to say, but, like, how, what is your uh, stance on, like, free speech and censorship when it comes to online, um, like, interactions? Uh, they should be allowed. Well, no, but, I mean, well, hold on. There, there's ahead. online. There, wherever you are, you're probably on somebody's website. Uh, you may be on Twitch, or you may be on, you know, some social media site. But you're on a site that other people run that belongs to somebody else. So they have the ability. If you want, you can put them on hold, Chris. Yeah, uh, Yonder, can you hang in there? They, We're going to come back to you after just a moment. Yes, yeah, just put them right on hold. Oh, uh, just do it now, just in case. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we'll continue here uh, in just a few moments and uh, we can talk to yonder more about censorship on the internet because it's an important question it is and it's got a couple facets to it 855-453 this is free talk live this is free talk live 
855-450-3733. That spells 855-450. I'm I'm talking myself in circles. 855-450-FREE. That's what it sort of spells. But free is for freedom, and this is Independence Day. And everybody in the United States seems to be celebrating it, except for me, the battle Grinch, who thinks this should be a day of mourning because this system did not work. It had its it had the best of intentions. We got off. Uh, we got out from under the rule of a despotic king in England. We declared our independence, and then we forgot everything that's important and what is important is not to let a huge monstrosity rule your life and now we have that huge monstrosity in the form of washington dc it is sad and sick and disgusting that's my opinion but i am sure yours may differ Uh, again call me up 855-450-FREE that's our toll-free number and by when i say us this is myself chris i'm ian and nobody And we've been talking all things constitutional. But some of our callers want to talk about other things, and that's what's great about this show. You can talk about anything you like. Uh, We are going back to Yonder in Georgia. Yonder, you're back on Free Talk Live. You there? Uh, Yes, hello. How are you watching the show tonight? On my mobile device. I know, but are you like on Twitch? Are you on D Live? Are you listening? I was tuning in on D Live. You're on D Live. Okay, cool. And you'd called to ask us how we feel about censorship on the internet. Yes. Yeah. So, um, what I was starting to say, and I want to get your response to this, so you're welcome to you know listen in here. But uh, yeah. what I was saying was that on the internet, you're on websites that are privately owned, meaning that somebody controls that website whether it's a company or whether it's an individual whether it's a blog or social media or whatever there's always some sort of set of rules that you've agreed to abide by most of the time you don't read them because they're in these lengthy terms of service Uh, but ultimately they do you know sometimes try to try to boil those rules down uh, for you and and if a private company or individual wants to set a specific set of rules like for instance it's not just online but in like real life you know you're not supposed to to yell while you're in a movie theater, for instance. Yeah, uh, sure, so, sure. you know, if there's a set of rules and you agree to those rules by going on that person's private property, that said, I don't think that the government uh, should be censoring anybody, whether it's in real life or on the Internet. What about what do you think? Well, like, so if someone said on Twitter, like, obviously, like, politically directed towards a certain group that wasn't like hate, like real life like uh, affliction you think it's okay to, to like delete that post just for like a certain belief well there's a difference between what i think is okay and what i think is you know sort of something people have the right oh, to wow. do right okay. yeah so like people have the right to govern their property in the way they want to even if it's completely arbitrary you know, even if the owner of that property says, well, I don't think Yonder should be able to be here because he's too young, or I don't think, you know, this person should be able to be here because they're the wrong skin color or whatever, um, people should be free to make those choices. That doesn't mean I yeah. think those choices are okay. Yeah, because, like, I have a YouTube channel and, like, like some comments are, like, not good. Like, so, like, 
sometimes it's not okay to just to be clear i i want to say i appreciate you not sharing the con you know the actual comments yeah. just remember we yeah. are on broadcast radio so yeah. Yeah. uh when so in like, doubt leave it out they're not um, so like polite no youtube commenters you are notoriously nasty yeah oh my god there's a lot of fireworks that's all right. We're we're getting fireworks here too. It's okay. Um, regarding the YouTube com- commenters, what about them? Well, they're just like obviously hate directed just for hate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Was there something you were you were leading to there? Well, yeah, just like directed to hate, and the only purpose was like to bring someone's character down. Yeah. This is one of the the uh, difficulties the internet has uh, suffered for a long time, uh, right? Like, I mean, the, you take away the human to human interaction between people, you put a you know thousand miles or you know even fifty miles or whatever in between people, you put them behind a computer screen, and you get the worst of the worst as far as behavior is concerned. And you eliminate their opportunity to punch each other in the nose, which <laughs> tends to keep people cool. more polite. Sometimes that does happen, like physical confrontations from the internet. Yeah, and uh, it's a shame when it does, and that's that's why it's this old concept. It it's it's talking to each other, um, like we're doing right now. Uh, Yonder, thanks for your call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good call, and and censorship is a concern to to me. It was nice that he didn't try to push the envelope on and say things that we would have to censor. Exactly. Unfortunately, um, we have, you know, uh, while we love freedom of speech here, um, there are rules when you call talk radio. Yeah. and uh, Rules imposed by the FCC, which also has no constitutional authority. It, that's true, but it may also be imposed by the marketplace as well. So even if the FCC mm-hmm. destroyed itself tomorrow and blew up and, you know, went away, uh, then, you know, you may still say, or there may be program directors at talk stations or general but, managers who say, well, you still can't say F, you know, C and S in these words yeah, because our advertisers don't like it. Right. And we're going to come up with a trade organization that spells these things out clearly and we want advertisers to know that if you advertise with one of the stations that signed on to this thing mm-hmm. then your listeners don't have to hear the f word or the yeah. s word they and can certainly do that but then one would also expect that there would be competing organizations of uh radio stations that uh Right. wanted to push right. the envelope right like if your advertisers are the tattoo parlor the uh, strip club and you know other places like that they may not be concerned with somebody saying the f word on the air in which case you may have like a rock and roll station or something mm-hmm. like that that right. uh, just throws throws it all out there and you know sees how that affects their business and howard stern proved that that can work yeah um we're gonna stay on the phones where we've got david in new mexico david you're on free talk live what's on your mind did, did you say Howard Stern? He did, yeah. I did. It's always best, if you're doing talk radio, to bring up other talk radio shows so your listeners who may not be <laughs> familiar with your competition can go find them. Can go find them. <laughs> hmm. Cool. Think, well, in that case, Howard Stern. <laughs> well, um, you got to pay to hear his show, though. It makes, thanks, that makes me wonder, does he even have advertisers? I don't think he does. I think that's just Sirius think, XM. That's a good question, if that's just in his uh, I don't listen five, to his show, so I have no idea. $500 million dollar contract. What do they do? Do they take breaks? I mean, on or do they play like music or something? What do it's they do? Is been it like a news break? So long. Uh, yeah. Robin does the news occasionally, but yeah. I don't know. Um, 
I, I haven't been a Stern listener yeah. in so, so long. Yeah, me neither. I did watch his movie, and I thought that was really good. The private Parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the late 90s. Well, and um, I, I lived for an awfully long time in the Washington, D.C. area, um, so that was morning radio for me, and mm. it, was, uh, it was pretty out the, there. The, anyway, the, the, I had a point. Well, hang um, on. We yeah, haven't I'm started your you point yet. Hang point. on. Um, but I'm not going to make you... I'm going to make you sit on hold for a bit so you can think about it. That's not the right. button. <laughs> I've got a vision thing going on, but we'll be back. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. More Thanks moments. a lot. We'll be right with you, David. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. That's our toll-free number. That's the number you can call to get on the radio like David in New Mexico has done. We're going to get to him in just a second. Um, You can also hit us up on Discord. Discord is a pretty cool app. You can load it on your mobile device. You can load it on your PC, on your Mac, on your Linux box. doesn't matter. Use your high-speed internet connection and your quality microphone, and you will sound like you are right here in the studio with us, which is pretty cool in the studio with us. I mean us being myself, Chris. And I'm Ian. And nobody. By the way, I want to let you know about American Financing. This is a company and a website that actually makes it uh, pretty easy to get yourself a mortgage or maybe refinance uh, your existing mortgage. And one of the really, I mean, I could go through a laundry list of points about them. They're A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau, not charging upfront fees. They got all kinds of loans, FHA, VA, conventional arm, jumbo, USDA. You can do all that stuff with American Financing. But one of the more important points is they're consultants or their salespeople are salary based so they're not getting paid a commission which means that they're not incentivized to give you a deal that's going to be the best deal for them rather than the best deal for you so you can get in touch with american financing by going to americanfinancing.net it's american financing nmls 182334 and their website uh, americanfinancing.net uh, if you want to learn more about the NMLS, you can go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And their phone number at AmericanFinancing.net is 888-804-0303. 888-804-0303. AmericanFinancing.net. Thank you, Ian. And we are going to go back to the phones where we've got David waiting patiently. David, you're back on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, with respect to what, uh, Ian, what you said about... Um uh, in response to the the kid on the phone regarding online speech censor, censorship, et cetera, I agree with you the hundred uh, percent with w- one exception, mm. and that is the way I view it is from the inception of social media till today, meaning the for all practical purposes the entire entirety of the history of social media to this point. Um, we do, uh, and let me also say that whole time 
social media being uh, owned and operated by a basically unregulated private enterprise system. At the point we're at now, and we've always been in the same uh, situation, there are not enough providers that are able to compete in the market um, in order to uh, assure that the services would be available. Uh, you know, for instance, if you got kicked off of Facebook, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the, the top three, four things you use to communicate online, right. you would you would then essentially be disenfranchised from modern Nobody's obligated to assure you of any sort of service being available. Now, well, I just I disagree. I disagree in, in, in with a, with a concept, and let me share it with you. And I've shared it before, but um, no, I believe that there is some sort of obligation because let's just say that I'm some sort of super genius, and tomorrow I unleash what I've been working on for the last fifty years, and I find a way to control every piece of food in the United States or around the world. I just, I just, technology has finally enabled me to implement my plan, and I now. Have one company, okay. uh, and I've had I've been building inve- I've been building investors for fifty years with the plan yeah. of taking over all of the food around the world um, under free enterprise, and we're able to do it, and we pull it <laughs> off tomorrow. And- <laughs> that, that, that is just such an absurd scenario, yeah, bro. So do you really think that's a possibility? Okay. Right. Because the reality no, is the reason right. that humans no, hey, evolve. Dude, hey, dude, dude. dude. Dude, put down the bong. No, it was not a realistic <laughs> no, scenario. No, dude, 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 was... put down the Kool-Aid because you're trying <laughs> to talk <laughs> us into into some foolishness that killed 100 million people in the last in the last century. Well, this uh, is okay? where people have to go. Is they have you to know, go to the absurd. You're not even. You're not even. You're not even hearing the. You're not even hearing the point. Anyway, I'm waiting. So, I'm just with bated <laughs> breath for whatever this point's going to be. Oh, okay, so well then, then tell me this. What communication services are you using? If you knock out the the main ones that everybody knows their names, let's knock them out. Hold on. Who the hell are you going to talk to people on? Can I Dude, can I respond? Inter- can I respond? <laughs> Something else? No, yeah. I, please. Can I respond? I I yeah, for a long time I was on the largest social media platform available, and I am telling you, I mean, MySpace used to do some things I didn't like. But I was still on MySpace. I was on the biggest social network platform this world had ever seen. MySpace, I could get in touch with my family, with friends, check out new bands, check out hot babes. Doesn't matter. I could do it all on MySpace. Mm. And tell me about your MySpace. What is your MySpace account? Do you have a page? Wow! 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 Are you you're really you're really missing some information there, aren't you? Well, no. Th- I think the point is, from my point of view, is no, I've I've lived in fear of these monopolies that will uh, exist forever, and they won't. I, I particularly feel no, that Facebook. You're, mi- you're, mi- you're missing something. You're okay. missing something. Go ahead. My you, so MySpace went away, huh? No, it's still there, but it's just not as popular well, as it once was. Right. On a practical on a practical level. MySpace went away. Do you use MySpace on a daily basis? Still, some people do. I not don't. I. Do y- I don't do use any you... social media on a daily basis anymore. Yeah, that's. that's... Can we get a direct an- can, we, can we get a direct answer from you? If you're do asking you me, MySpace? do I use MySpace on a daily basis? The answer is no. No. What it, do you use instead? Not Facebook. Nothing. I I do more stuff on Twitter <laughs> than anything else, but I'm just not as addicted to uh, social media as I have yeah, been in the so past. You don't... Yeah. I still use so Facebook you, some. I'm waiting for them to kick me off one more time, and then I'm gone. 
Okay, so from your answers, the three of you combined, there's only one of you that uses any of the big services, and that's Facebook, and, on, and only one of you are using any of the big uh, communication services. Is that correct? I use Twitter, but there are all sorts of other well, uh, I, ways of communicating I use. I do post on occasion what to uh, a few different places. Mastodon. Uh, Mastodon, which is a decentralized uh, system, but I don't, I don't log in there every day. And the same thing's true of Twitter. Whenever I post, my posts go to Mastodon, Twitter, and Telegram all at once. Uh, but I'm not in there reading other people's messages. I'm not on this their sites. I mean, I'm probably on, you know... I might go on there like once a week or something like that, just if somebody you know, like a notice comes through. But back to your original point, uh, David, that you know, if you get ostracized or banned from these services, what do you do? Well, you do the same thing people did before these services exist. Get your own damn website and put your blo- put a blog up or something like that. There's all kinds of ways yeah. uh, to get your information yeah, yeah, out so on the internet. You don't have to use some sort of mega corporate platform for that. So how how many people can you reach if you if if somebody if a average person starts on a blog tomorrow how many people can how they many talk average to a week people after that? hold on how many people can reach anybody if they start a Facebook page tomorrow yeah quite uh, a few no well, you no. can't reach anybody unless you connect with people yeah and or I, I, you spend a lot of money in advertising if it happens to be a Facebook page I can advertise that. I can spend my can advertise money. on Google a website if you right. want there's all kinds of ways to get people and, and drive traffic buy some ads on the radio if you want to reach out to people and you know drive them to your website radio is a great I, ad platform talking. to get people to move to a website I'm, I'm talking about day-to-day communication people do not buy a billboard in order to, to contact their buddy John get an instant but, message instant. program dude and, but can I ask David what what is your um I mean, there is a core point here you're trying to make, and is it that Facebook has grown too big? Facebook has protection within the government. What what is your what's the overarching the, theme the, here? The, the the core point is that it, so go back before these companies existed. Um, you you had what you had. I won't waste your airtime describing what you had. Everybody can figure that out themselves. Yeah, we still and, have and it. Communication. We still have it, but people don't use it. Well, yeah, I mean, whoopie do. That's that's the problem. You don't that get to control yeah. what other people that use. That doesn't mean you get. That doesn't mean these companies have an obligation to provide you with a why service, you, or that these should be you, some sort you, of utility. Why do, drive, why do you drive a car? Why don't you walk? Because uh, I have to get to where I'm going. David, thank you so much for the call. I, I understand. I is, he he is frustrated with a lot of people out there who feel that Facebook and Twitter have grown too powerful. Right, well, they the want the government to take them over in some cases, or right. break them up, or whatever. But the only power they have is what you have voluntarily given them, mm-hmm. and you can choose not to use their services. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. This is our final segment, but that doesn't mean you couldn't still call in and get on the air. That's 855-450-3733. That's how you connect with us. We've been talking about Independence Day, or as the bulk of the country refers to it, the 4th. It's right there in our chat room on DLive. Somebody's got happy 4th of July uh, imagery. Yeah, and uh, my... My belief is that, number one, people have no inkling of what that means. They believe that... um, Of what independence means? 
Yes, they don't believe. Uh, they don't understand what independence means. Independence means that you make decisions for yourself. Or, hey, if you want to live in a small community and you want to elect some people to make decisions for you, be my that's guest. That's what some people want. Or, and that's fine. You can do that at a local level, what you cannot practically do. And we have spent decades proving this, is you cannot effectively do it in a country of uh, 250 million plus people. You this, can this even hire thing, Miss, Miss Spanks a lot to follow you around and tell you what to do and give you a nice spanking if you don't. <laughs> you could do that. But what doesn't work for me is having this bloated leviathan in Washington, D.C., trying to come up with a cookie-cutter plan for every possible ailment that fits uh, the desires and the, and provides life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for 320 million people, represented by about 835 people. That's the, that's the government the Founding Fathers warned us against. It is, and... Um, and that's Sadly, why I we, think we even though it. I don't see the United States, and, and I guess this is getting back into the beginning, I don't see what's happened here as an altogether bad thing. I think we've preserved our liberty better than the empire from which we broke, uh, marginally better. But, you know, London, they don't have any guns. They're trying to take the knives. They're putting people in jail for their Facebook posts. Wow. So There's more things cameras are there. a lot better than they could be here. And But I think it's we've rested too long mm. on those laurels. You so know, we need more advances the- in the directions of direction of liberty and i think you're right in order for that to happen we've got to have either a return of federalism or a wave of secessions from the federal government and um, let the few remaining pay for it i i would not uh, yeah. be opposed to let that. them pay for their own wars we if don't it, want any wars in new hampshire if it works for 50 states why don't you try it out why don't we leave them 10 you know i'm sure 10 10 states will be willing to stay They can do that. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, once the first state secedes, maybe it'll be California, maybe it'll be Vermont, Hawaii. Uh, These are uh, Texas. These are some of the states that have somewhat noteworthy secession movements. Maybe one will go first and then the rest will fall like dominoes after that. Or maybe some will stick it out. Who knows? Well, if we all hang together, it's less likely that we will all hang separately. So it'd probably be a good idea to get secessionists from different states talking about how do we make this work? Because, you know, if California and Texas seceded at the same time and New Hampshire and Vermont, that would be... A difficult war for the federal government to to fight. They it can't would also just, be difficult to you know accomplish that to have all those four things happen at the same time. Um, it definitely it's would. hard enough to get. Uh, just as an example, it, it's hard enough to get the state of Massachusetts, the state of uh, Maine, and New Hampshire all to agree to move to the Atlantic time zone. Yeah, which we are trying um, to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's been yeah, a few years. That's, and they're still it's trying. definitely it's definitely hard to synchronize that kind of thing. But I think the likelihood of what you were saying of a domino effect mm. would be more. It's more likely the more 
advanced the secession movements are in each individual state. I would say this. There's nothing wrong with talking with people in these other states, but don't mm-hmm. make your secession proposal dependent on them going along with you. Exactly. Just basically say, hey, look, New yeah. Hampshire, we're seceding. We would like to invite Vermont and you know, these others to also secede. We don't want to secede yeah. with Vermont. Right. We just want to secede <laughs> yeah. somewhere around the same time frame. And Vermont, yeah. if you have Maybe. any problem with the Fed stepping in and saying they won't, they will establish trade barriers against those people from Vermont. Uh, you provide us good products. I'm sure people in New Hampshire like they do today. We like their cheese and beer. We'll trade we do with like you. Their, we'll trade with you. <laughs> and, and I think Canada will trade with us. Absolutely. Yeah. You or know, they'd they? like to have a new market. You know, maybe maybe we'll learn to like back bacon and toques. <laughs> what is right? What's a toque? A toque is a. Is a uh, oh, oh, you had, don't remember Bob and Doug McKenzie with okay, their toques? Yeah. I think I know. But the point, the, red, green the point being okay, is, is people's I, ideas of secession needs to change. What it means is, is that it just means that. Washington no longer gets to impose their will on you. And and let's talk about the people in Vermont. What do you think about uh, the federal laws against cannabis, which you guys just recently decriminalized? You you made they, it legal? They did a legalization of possession and, I believe, home grow, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah, so, they're a home grow state yeah. now. So what about if Washington decides, which they could do at any moment, to go around and start arresting uh, Vermont citizens for growing marijuana, legal under state law? Um, What if um, Trump uh, decides that there needs to be a wall on your northern border with Canada? What's that going to do for your tourism? Mm. You know, there's there's all sorts of things. It's it's this idea. And the only way to resolve these things is to respect people's liberty to respect that they have the right to do as they wish. I would happily respect uh, Vermont's liberty. Um, I I don't respect it when Vermont lobbies for some federal program that affects me here in New Hampshire. That's absurd. Mm -hmm. That's the absurdity of the system we have. That's what we need to get away from. Yeah, let let each state govern itself. As a start. Yeah. It'd be a, a good start. start. It would be. It would be the best start. And if you feel that we've been unusually anti-government, um, this is the real vision of what the founding fathers came up with. Their idea was not like, "Hey, let's let's create this place called Washington D.C. and give it all the power." There, mm-hmm. and this is very clear in the Constitution. The idea was the majority of the vast majority of powers remain inside states or with individuals that's the difference nowhere nowhere in the constitution is there a long list of things that washington's allowed to do it's only through this perverse interpretation of the constitution by who the federal government Mm -hmm. that says the federal government has all these powers yeah, but what about the military? Don't we need the military to protect us? I mean, if New Hampshire secedes, you know, couldn't Russia or Canada or something just roll right in? I mean, we don't have tanks. Well, the oh. great object is that every man be armed. And if you if you have enough armed people in your territory, then it's not 
then the territory itself is not worth the expense of taking it over. Mm. And also, there's and New Hampshire no, is well armed. And if oh, yeah. if states were to secede, there's nothing saying that states couldn't enter into compacts with other states. Personally, um, I would think New Hampshire would do real well um, signing a compact, a defense compact with um, New York, uh, Texas. You know, both of which who have large numbers of military installations and lots of firepower that's sitting on the ground. I don't think we want to sign anything with New York. Yeah, see, I wouldn't wouldn't want any part of of New York. I would probably look to form into a uh, defense pact with Canada. Oh, better idea. I stand corrected. All I'm saying is, is that these are all options out there that could be there if you if you didn't have the threat of Washington saying you can't do this. We're not going to let you leave. Somebody yeah. needs to leave. Somebody needs to be first. Yeah, but then you there's there's also and blithely I spit that out. Oh, let's go and get into it. But you know the well good intentions frequently lead to bad results, and one of the reasons that we had World War Two was because a whole bunch of countries in Europe had entered into automatic defense clauses uh, with each other. And as a result of that, when hostilities broke out between two nations, then all of a sudden a bunch of other nations are uh, feel obligated Hold not to break conflict. up the fight, but to jump into it, right. which is not the same thing. Indeed. Um, but the point is, is these are all things that we can. We have the um, the advantage of seeing how history treated these things. And I'm just saying I want to see states secede so we can do away with Washington, which I believe is the greatest threat we here in America face. Agreed. But that's all the time we've got tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in on your 4th of July celebration weekend. I'm calling it Independence Day. Tune in again tomorrow, 855-450. We'd like to invite you to visit Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.